Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening and we have an interesting topic to discuss today. And as you see in the title, are you bodybuilding mature? Now what's interesting is that I did a post the other day on Facebook and got a lot of great comments, a lot of reactions, so let's expand it on audio and talk about the few things that I mentioned in the post a little bit in greater detail. And for one, it's also because I'm deep in prep, so I can relate. So therefore, I think this can be wealth worthy of uh, and respected for those that are in prep, have competed, or more importantly, give you the knowledge before you enter your prep and what to expect for and maybe how to handle things a little bit better. So it's going to be like in chronological order, where you first enter prep, all things that can happen, the actual contest day, things that can happen, and then post-show, right, coming out of it. So really just reactions and actions where I think if you're a more mature person, you know, you can handle it. So let's not be immature. But before I continue, if you're interested in coaching... Hit me up, fitfranco at verizon.net. As you know, I have socials, website, teamfrancobodybuilding.com, both website, Instagram, Facebook, and the personal accounts on Instagram and Facebook also. So, you decided to compete, and the maturity level should be there uh, because it's nothing to take lightly. Let's put it this way. I mean, if you've competed before, you're probably nodding your head. Um, and the first and foremost goal is yes, you versus you, your goal is to look your all time best. And that's what I tell everyone, no matter what level they're at, you know, it's not the placement. We'll get into that, but it's really a matter of you putting the effort in, having the discipline and then looking your all time best for that one day and enjoying the journey. You know, you want to have a good time. I mean, at the end of it, if yes, you might be miserable and all tired and all that, but the biggest take-home point before I go over a few little things is that this is your decision. No one's forcing you into doing this. So that's why when I see immature people in the bodybuilding world during their prep, you know, their reaction after they compete, it blows me away because this is your personal choice. You know, it, that's you got to remind yourself that every once in a while. So one of the things that you hear and you talk about, you hear and all that, you know, during your prep, you're deep, everything's going great, but you may have a shorter fuse. Fuse, sorry about that. I, for one, yeah, that happens to me. And every time I compete, I think it's a little bit better, but I get reminded by my family. Um, so that is inevitable that is something that you've got to try to control because it's not fair, you know, support or not support around you. You can't be an asshole right? because it's, again, you are doing this to yourself. It's your choice. Um, no one's putting a gun to your head. So slow down. Try not to be overreactive where you are going to snap much faster be mean, be cruel, whatever the case may be, 
you got to catch yourself and also learn to apologize if you are. Um, it's just, I that's that's my biggest downfall on this whole podcast topics that I'm going to cover. The rest are pretty cool with me, but it's just a matter of you got to be chill, guys. You know, focus on your career, your family, other things, hobbies, being outside, whatever it is. Keep yourself busy because snapping at people is not going to get you anywhere. And they're going to remember that more than anything else. Um, to me, that is very important. Now, what I've realized and what I've seen many years ago is that sometimes who you already are, the contest prep is just going to bring out more. If you're an asshole, you're going to be a bigger asshole. If you're a super cool person, chill, you know what? You're probably going to remain that way. So what you're going into is basically going to expose it like a nerve. So <laughs> it's just a little warning. Um, I mean, I, could, I can be totally wrong. You can be an outlier. But try not to be that jerk when it comes to losing your cool or whatever, you gotta learn to relax because you're gonna have a better time, you know? You really are. And what goes along with that during the time that you're prepping, and I've talked about this for years, is try not to avoid so many social occasions and bring in your food. There's so many ways to combat that, and I'm not gonna get involved, um, but I've talked about that in a few different podcasts, how to tackle going out to eat you know you don't want to be a hermit I mean that's not life either and that's not fair to the people around you now yes you know if you live by yourself and you don't care you want to lock yourself in a room and count your macros and go to the gym back and forth and that's it hey so be it that's great I tip my hat off to you but most of us have social lives and that shouldn't stop for a contest prep um I, I, that's just my belief, you know, I have dinners with my father once a week, you know, sometimes we go out, I haven't missed one of them, I've done a lot more traveling during this prep, and I still have more traveling to come, you know, it's work-related, I'm gonna do it, you adjust, you manage, because there's no perfect path to the stage, and I think you are going to be a better person, and a better evolution of the whole journey of the diet if you embrace and you take on these extra challenges because then if you compete again you're going to handle them that much better so don't be that tupperware person i mean if you have to fine if the people that you're visiting is cool with it but going out to a restaurant you can make it manage guys i mean it's so easy nowadays um i mean you you fall on just getting a a bed of lettuce with a protein on top and it's going to be fine with your macros. You're not going to sweat it. And then the other thing that I do is, you know, eat a little bit less during the day or afterwards that meal. So therefore the calories all balance out. So you can figure that out and try not to be that person when it comes to it. So in a nutshell, you know, during the prep, again, realize and remind yourself that this is your choice. This is what you want to do. So therefore, be cool. That's it. You know, be like the Fonz during your prep. And that comes to the people around you, the people that support you. Even though they may not seem like they're supporting you, they, they are. Because I hear that a lot where my husband, my wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, cousin, sister, aunt, uncle, whatever, 
They don't understand what I'm doing. And they may not, and that's fine. But you still got to keep the respect there and treat everyone equally where it's going zero to 60 and getting angry that your laundry isn't done or you don't have enough chicken left over and snapping at someone is really not worth it, guys. I mean, again, bodybuilding is your life. It shouldn't be your entire life, even during a contest prep. And so therefore, you want to learn the balance and flexibility pre-prep as I preach to my clients. So therefore, the transition is easy and you're not going to experience these things as much. And if you do, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. You just need to learn how to cope, step away, reevaluate, and think things through. Now, the second part... Um, of bodybuilding maturity is the actual show day and how you react to your placement. Now, this is not as bad as what it used to be. Um, I've been to shows, I've hosted shows, obviously, where you see people who are distraught. You know, they get handed their trophy and they're upset. All right, that I get. Um, but it's not as terrible as it once was. I mean, it's, it seems to be a shift, and I mean this in a good way, where I know I have clients that are super competitive, and they understand, you know. And this is where that uh, that Facebook post I made, where I'll give you a few examples. You know, you can train your ass off, look your all-time best, but guess what? You can be in a phenomenal group, right? And you may not win. You can have just the opposite, where you are not at your best and you know it. But you know what? The people up you're against are not as good. And you can win your pro card in, in an easier class, right? That can happen. Um, you may not be judged fairly. Again, that can happen. You may be judged favorably, where you're surprised that you win. So you get where I'm at. Where, again, that's why going in you versus you is most important. Yeah, I understand that you work your ass off. You might be a more seasoned competitor, so you're hopefully you're judged fairly. But you can't change the minds of seven judges. Or you can't control who's going to show up on stage. And, and I know it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, I was... I never really thought about the judging in my beginning years of competing. I just busted my ass, and I'm like, you know what? I want to win, and I was fortunate. I won a lot. And then there was one show where I was disappointed. But then after that, the couple other shows I did after that, I didn't give a shit anymore. Right? I was like, you know what? And maybe because I finally matured, where I realized that, you know, who knows what these judges think of me or compare me while I'm on stage. Um, yes, most of us are driven to win. Okay, I mean, a good percentage of us are doing this because we want to win. But it's not an offense versus defense. You've heard me say that before because it's not anything you control because you can control everything even up until show day you're posing. But you know what? You can be up against five other competitors that simply look better than you. Does not mean they work harder than you? Maybe. They may have better genetics, better post, whatever the case may be. And that just teaches you a lesson that next time, you know, I got to try something a little bit different or I got to 
do a different prep or diet longer. It's a learning experience, and that is the biggest take-home point. Even with my last contest, I was happy that I finished second place. I saw the guy that came in first. He, I knew he was better than me. I was like, all right. But I still took lessons from that, thinking that, you know what? If I ever going to compete again, I know I can make these few changes. And let's just see where the chips fall. So I matured. And like I preface by saying that I've seen more and more people just happy stepping on stage where the placement is secondary. And I think that is awesome because, again, the placement never dictates your journey. It really doesn't. It can only improve your journey and teach you about your journey, possibly what you can do differently. Now, what is upsetting and that you still see where in the beginning years of competing, we didn't have social media, but now we do. It's those that go out of their way and complain about the judging or whatever the case may be, or actually insult someone that beat them, where is that going to get you? What's that going to do? How's that going to benefit you? You just look like a whiny brat that you know didn't get their lollipop after recess or after lunch, whatever the case is. It's not going to help. It makes you look like an idiot. And if you put stuff like that on social media, and again, I see it once in a while, but not much, you're, who's going to respect you if you're sitting there being passive aggressive about an organization or about a certain judge or even a competitor talking about favoritism or they're not judging right or whatnot? If you feel that way after, maybe you shouldn't be competing, you know? Or if you feel that way going into a show, you need to correct yourself and have the maturity and realize that is a possible outcome. Um, this is the one that bothers me the most because that I don't get. I mean, as upset as I was years ago doing this one show where I thought I should have placed higher, I kept it to myself. You know, right now I'm talking about it, but that was this was 10, 11 years ago. But I would never, ever, ever, ever think about, you know, putting, you know, my feelings on social media because I was upset. And in fact, I use it as a learning experience, you know, from on my in my posing classes and for some of my clients. And I'll revisit the story if you're interested, where I did a show. It was a pro open event, bodybuilding. Yeah, you look at people backstage, you try not to get freaked out because you got to remember everyone looks different on stage compared to backstage. You'll see people that look great backstage and they don't know how to pose worth a shit or whatnot. Anyway, there was one guy who looked really good. And I was like, yeah, he'll, you know, he'll give me a run for my money or if he wins, I won't be upset. Well, actually, I finished third in that contest. You know, the guy who I thought was going to win won, and the guy that came in second, that kind of surprised me because he just didn't look as conditioned. And when they called out my name, you know, for third place, I was surprised. And what happened was I got some pictures back of friends that are attending the show where I looked upset, miserable, and I was embarrassed and I was like, shit, that's not a good look. You know, I mean, it's just, come on, Joe, you should have known better. So therefore, I always talk about that in my posing class where you never want to, you, you want to be mature on stage. 
You want to be happy, obviously. You had the opportunity to compete. Um, yes, I still reached my goal. I thought I looked great, but I did have learning lessons after the fact, even no matter where I placed. And you don't want to look miserable in pictures because other people can see those pictures. Or if you look disappointed on stage or carry on, I didn't carry on, I just had a little confusedness, not confused, is that even a word? Confused look on my face. And it's not, a, you know, the judges can see that. So who knows if you're going to cross paths with these judges again, where you give this reflection and people see it, they're going to remember that if it's too much. So I use that as a learning experience. So we all go through it, but you got to learn from it. If you're not learning from it, maybe you shouldn't be competing. So that is something that I personally went through that I'm not ashamed of over anymore because I share it as a learning experience, as, as a tool to teach others what not to do. Now, again, the social media thing, it kills me. Um, you got to let it roll. You know, if you're not that happy or if you have to go out of your way to make an insult or make a passive aggressive comment or whatnot, you don't know who's reading it. It's the same thing. You don't know who ju what judges might be friends with you on Facebook or Instagram, and they read this. And if you step on stage again, they'll be like, oh, yeah, here's that dick or here's that bitchy woman that is never happy where she places. So you got to think ahead a little bit. So that's the body movement maturity that is something that's important, but... The good news is I don't see that nearly as much as I used to. I see more of a celebration on stage, backstage, people congratulating each other, taking their placement with a grain of salt, and if they're upset, they ask questions, they get feedback, and they move on. So that has been gotten a lot better, and it makes me happy when I see it, especially when I promote a show or a head judge a show. That's, to me, what it's all about. And that's something that if you can have going in, the experience is going to be much better. So the, the final topic, and this is a little bit more serious, where the bodybuilding maturity is something that can lead to greatness, where you learn a lot about yourself, you respect things, you respect the process, the gratitude of the ability to compete, to push your body, the discipline, all those things are great. But sometimes, like what I mentioned before, it can uncover things that are already embedded in you. And those are eating disorders. Um, I can't really go into detail with this, but I've seen both ends of the spectrum where it brings out the fact that you could be a binge eater. You know, you're on your diet, you binge eat. And you continue to binge eat. Now, to me, there are ways of combating that, obviously. And I've talked about prep before. Prep, having a game plan, not just having the goal date of competing be it. And then you just go off the rails. You need to combat that and have a plan so you can limit the binge eating. But I've seen people who and reported to me, hey, Joe, I need some help. I just competed. I can't stop eating and whatnot. And then you learn about their diet and what they did previously. And they, they lost a lot of that flexibility or they eliminated foods. And I, I've, I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to go into great detail. But to me, that's also a maturity level. You know, maybe it was finally exposed, you know, their eating habits. Um, 
So that is something that you need to give thought to. If you're thinking about competing, have that plan afterwards. Make sure that your coach is being responsible to help handle that. So you can limit, and I'm not saying avoid, but you can also control it a little bit so you have a healthier attitude towards food and not just use it as a drug because you missed it so much. And last but not least, almost the opposite, where you see sometimes in cases people... And this is sad, where they have great body dysmorphia, they fall in love with the look of being lean, and they continue on that path too long, and it becomes counterproductive and very unhealthy physically and mentally for them, where they build greater issues, you know, food, body dysmorphia, you know, and they have a hard time coming out of the diet because they love the way they look, they love the attention that they were getting, but at the same time, you're not doing yourself any favors by staying this lean. And it increases body dysmorphia, eating disorders. Now, I can't diagnose that all the time. I can't say it won't happen to you. But when you have a healthier approach of food, exercise, long, slow, and controlled prep, the contest day will just be a blip in your journey because that's why I always say you got to look past your contest day and just continue on with it and have that plan. So I don't mean a scary one or it's just something that I notice where I think if you're a little bit more mature and I joke around, it's like sometimes I think before you enter a contest, you used to take a test to see if you can handle the path. Whether if it's if you're going to be an asshole in your prep, if you're going to avoid social situations, if you're going to be a dick on stage, um, if you are going to be passively aggressive on social media, if you're going to have these issues with food afterwards. Having a test before and answering a questionnaire to see if yeah, you're cool or maybe, you know what, you should rethink it or you know have a better path to the stage to help avoid these things. Now, I'm just rambling. Um, so bodybuilding, you know, and maturity, you know, I think it goes a long way. And I really think it's a beautiful thing when ha people have successful preps. Try not to make it bigger than what it really is. And you ride it out, guys. So this is just something that I talked about on social media. So I wanted to expand it here on a little podcast for you guys. Um any questions or concerns about it, any feedback, leave in the comment section below wherever I post this, wherever I see it. If you have a story to share, email it to me. I'd love to hear it, the pluses and the minuses. And uh, I'll talk to you next time, guys. Take care.